Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. As always, follow along on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report. Of course, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report, YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report, all that fun stuff. Mitchell, you know, a couple of weeks ago in the news, Microsoft released a brand new gaming controller, a gamepad for the Xbox that was designed for people with a, v- a variety of different disabilities. Plus, it had a lot of different ports on it so people can use some onboard and offboard tools. Um, so it got us thinking, you know, we were trying to think, you know, we deal with a lot of, you know, different organizations and our show has been on AMI and I do weekly segments there. I wanted to reach out to find someone to talk to at Microsoft to talk about the different things they do to promote accessibility and the things they do on the software side, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think people, there was, you know, we talked about E3 a little bit and people focused, of course, on the hardware and that controller uh, for gamers that have physical challenges or disabilities. It got a lot of fantastic attention and I'm glad we're talking about this now. We're doing this next interview because I don't think people realize how much Microsoft does on the software side to help and to help people with disabilities, to accommodate people, and are always being responsive to that segment. So I think this is important. This is something important that we should talk about. Let's welcome our next guest. Ricardo Wagner is a Microsoft product marketing manager. He works on uh, Microsoft 365 and a lot of enterprise mobility. Ricardo, welcome to your tech report. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Ricardo, so, so tell us, you know, Microsoft's a pretty big company. How does a company of that size and that kind of influence who is, you know, touching in schools, in workplaces, in consumer homes, how do they focus enough on accessibility when designing software, when looking to create solutions and that try to include everybody? Yeah, accessibility isn't just a, a moment in time for Microsoft. It's a priority today and every day and one that we take very seriously. We believe that technology has unique ability to break down barriers and create inclusive workplace. To say uh, we have a concept called inclusive design. So everything that we do when we create a new platform, new services, we bring the concept of inclusive design, which is a very interesting concept. Uh, it's, It's approaching the way that we invite people to think if you build something, who is going to be excluded or not experience your service? Make it work for this, uh, for this population. Usually when you approach this conversation, you run to people with disabilities. So if you make it work for one, you can extend to many. In a very interesting example, if you create a solution for someone without an arm, someone who broke an arm or someone holding a baby can also use. So that's the side effect. Uh, that you gain once you create and design uh, your product, your solution, thinking about accessibility from the very beginning of, of your design and your process. You know, Ricardo, you just mentioned something. I was just going to jump in, and you kind of you you, you started off for me. Uh, you know, disabilities come in many different ways. Obviously, you said there you know there are people that have the physical disability that can't use their hands to access a keyboard. There are people that can't you know can't see well enough to get something off the screen that can't hear. So again, when we're talking about disabilities, a very large umbrella, but it, it has to cover very specific things. And as you said, something that helps one category, one disability can often be used to aid people with other disabilities. So you guys are looking at a big picture here, not just one type of issue to be solved, but many issues, and it involves being responsive to the community and to their needs as well. Exactly, exactly. Just to be, uh, give some numbers, there are over 1 billion people in the world with a disability. It's expected wow. by the age 65, 50% of the population to have a kind of disability. 
and the population is aging. So you can see this is a growing challenge uh, for all of us to create the right adaptation. The other thing to think, disability is not just permanent disability, can be temporary, can be situational. So if you bring these two different perspectives, uh, you, you, you increase the range and possibilities and also bring a perspective for uh, all the industry players and people that are building software and designing games to really think about all the different population. If you basically uh, are not thinking about design, inclusive design in addressing uh, your product from a, in an accessible way, you are just um, not considering 15 to 20% of your target market. This is insane. This is, this is, this is uh, if you talk from, from a marketing and the sales perspective, you, you, you don't have the privilege to do this, right? And back to your point of the range of disabilities, yes. Uh, and here's a very important topic. 70% of the disabilities are invisible to the eye. 70%. Wow. I'll, I'll give an example. You, we don't know if someone is colorblind. So if you are in a meeting and you show, for example, a scorecard, yellow, red, green, colorblind cannot see the difference. So that's something to be mindful because that's the majority right. of disabilities are invisible. It can be visual, hearing, cognitive, speech, mobility, narrow, and, and some diseases as well can also bring all of them together. So it's, as you said, uh, a, a, a big topic uh, with a lot of different range that we can go and discuss, but it's still important by all means. You know, a, a company the size of Microsoft, what are the what are the practices internally when, you know, for example, they just released a whole new beta of, of Office for Enterprise and, and the focus on that and Office 365 is is minimizing things so people can focus on the content and that that you know, accounts for a lot of people who have various disabilities and is trying to make the software easier. So is there a group within Microsoft that constantly advocates for it? I know you do personally, but is there a group that constantly works with different different organizations to kind of see what those needs are? It's hard because it's hard to know from one to the other, you know, what is, you know, what is better for one person, what is better for someone colorblind, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part of the Microsoft culture. So uh, to... To bring uh, a good perspective, uh, this is a mandate that we have as a company. Our mission is to empower people and organizations on the planet to achieve more. Empowering people includes everyone, including people with disability. And, uh, and we have this as part of our culture. So Satya Nadella, our CEO, uh, he's personally engaged, involved, and commit committed to drive efforts for accessibility internally. He has also personal experiences uh, uh, with his, uh, uh, he has uh, two kids with disability and he, he has already provided many different interviews about this topic, not just from his personal perspective, but professional, uh, the importance to bring inclusive design in accessibility in everything we do. And when we design a product, it's not like bring to market and after the product is almost ready to be released, we come to say, oh, now let's think and see if the product is accessible ready. This is not how things work. It's part of the DNA is what you're saying. Exactly. From the very beginning, we bring people along to say, how are we going to make this experience accessible from the very beginning? And to do so, and to better represent the customers we're going to offer, 
we have employees with disabilities working in our organization. So if we are designing someone to help a visually impaired or a blind person to experience Windows 10 and Office 365, guess what? Engineers who are blind are designing and helping us to bring this experience. And on top of the employee experience, the top-down as a culture coming from our CEO, we also have hackabilities, hackathon initiatives. We call this as a group of, uh, of enthusiasts, people that want to discuss a specific topic, we can all come together and create ideas and address specific needs. I'll give a very quick example, which came, by the way, from Vancouver. Uh, three years ago, uh, a group came together to say, how can we help kids with dyslexia to read? By the way, one out of five kids have dyslexia. So we came out with uh, an idea called Learning Tools. And what Learning Tools does, it brings an immersed reader experience where kids with dyslexia can read documents word by word. And you also have artificial intelligence technology at the back end helping to describe and showcase verbs and subjects and many ways that you can uh, improve your uh, your learning ability, and, and, and that's a product that right now is being used by 13 million people. Wow. Ricardo, let me ask you something, because I, I can't help but think, you know, this is more obviously than just a job. This is more than just a business. There obviously is a lot of emotion, a lot of passion that goes into uh, the designing of products to make them accessible. I'm just wondering, when you see the team, when you and the team sit down with a group of people uh, that you have addressed your software to help, and you see the reaction from people for the first time that have a disability that didn't have the ability or the accessibility to use these products, to interact with their computer before, and you watch them use it for the first time, there has to be an emotional reaction to this too, to see the joy and how you guys are helping people on a very human level. It uh, <laughs> just remind me, yesterday uh, uh, I was working with a team helping an employee uh, who suffered, he suffered an accident and became quadriplegic. Oh. And, and we were just discussing, how can we bring him back to the workplace? He can only use his eyes and voice. Is there a technology that we can offer and support? The good answer, yes, we have. Embedded in Windows 10, we have a technology called eye control. And basically, you can navigate through Windows 10 and Office 365 using your voice and your eyes. So from this point, when we present this technology and we start to see people playing with the technology, like they could not believe that, yes, is, is this computer tracking my eye? Yes, click here, just blink your eyes, you're gonna click. And, and, and then everybody starts to think about it in a very interesting way uh, and, and seeing that we are not approaching technology to address disability. We are, we are approaching technology uh, to help people to bring their abilities in the way right. that they can express themselves. If they can use their arms with a keyboard and mouse, great. If not, use touch or use your pen or use your voice or use your eyes. So all the different ways that you can interact, that's what we want to offer and we want people to experience using Windows 10 and Office 365. 
You know what? I can't. I can't think of a better way to end an interview like this than on a on a positive note like that. And I wanted to thank you on behalf of obviously ourselves and everybody for for the immense work that you guys give because you you make everything accessible to to every single person who needs to be able to use your software. And it's a it's an incredible opportunity and a privilege to be able to talk to talk to you and and hear about those efforts. My pleasure, Chu. Uh, one thing that I, I want to say: this is a journey. And, and we are learning a lot. We are improving every day. And, and we do want to keep this conversation going. Uh, we have many different efforts going on at Microsoft. Uh, one that I would like to highlight is the autism hiring. Uh, we are looking for more people with disabilities to work for Microsoft. And, and we are inviting them to be part of our workforce. So uh, autism hiring program is one interesting program that we have in place. One of the things that we are learning through this process is not just technology that we will address all the challenges we have to create a better inclusion for people with disabilities. It's the way uh, we create the environment. I'll give just a quick example from a uh, hiring process. Uh, you cannot just apply the same hiring process to hire uh, um, someone in the spectrum of uh, autism. Uh, phone interview, for example, may not work. Uh, you need to create and adapt uh, to make this in person with more time, with different testing. So by knowing and creating the right environment, you can welcome and get everyone with their best. And that's something that we are also learning and welcoming more people to have this conversation with us as well. But we'll definitely pass on that message and we'll make sure that more and more people hear that. Thank you, Ricardo. And thank you guys for joining us this week. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Mark Aflalo. We will speak to you again next week on Your Tech Report.